to reverse psychology. The Frasier Rewatch podcast, where we go backwards through every episode of the show. Tonight, we are covering season 11, episode 14, Freudian Sleep. Is this the time I truly have not even a wink of recollection? We'll find out. I'm your host, Curtis Shack. Joining me as always, it's our resident upside downer. It's Ryan Sansone. Curtis, I was so excited I couldn't sleep last night. It's great to be here. I like that one. Also with us today is our nightmare, Bradley Kirkston. What up, what up, what up? Huge, huge upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> it continues to get nicer and nicer every episode. It's really great. I guess you've, I guess you've earned it. Thank for you. the record, for the record, I'm attempting to make it worse and worse every episode. I may not be succeeding, but I am trying. Well, you know, my dream in life is to be a supervillain, so you're just helping out. <laughs> Nightmare means you're like you're like an all in all consuming thought to someone. Like that's yes. a huge honor. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, this whole episode is obviously about dreams. We're talking dreams tonight, so. Uh, Ryan, you uh, you wanted to talk to us uh, a little more specifically about dreams. What did you have for us today? Yeah, so I, I guess watching this episode, apparently that we can suss things out from dreams, I guess. So I thought I would check in with you guys and find out like what, what's your biggest weakness in a dream? Like, How does your body fail you? What do you do wrong in dreams frequently? What happens? Let's find out where you fail. Uh, all right, Curtis, how about you? How has your body failed you or how, how have you failed in dreams repeatedly? I think my big dream fail is an utter lack of imagination. So <laughs> I I will frequently have dreams that are very mundane. Like it's just like I'm at work or I'm at school. And what's worse even than that is um, usually like it's in weird places. So like I will be in middle school and I'll have this like as an adult, but I'll have like a dream where I'm like in middle school and taking like a, a test that I didn't prepare for. But the the middle school itself will just be like my parents' house. And it's just like my parents' house is kind of pretending to be uh, the school because apparently I don't remember what my elementary or middle school looked like. And so I just have to put something there and I cannot conceive of like what a school might be. I just like plug in. Like my parents' house is the setting for most. Were you homeschooled? Maybe. No, I wasn't. Maybe you were um, homeschooled and maybe you've blocked that out. But like, it's true. If it's so many, like my parents' house is the setting for so many of my dreams. And so few of my dreams are actually meant to be my parents' house. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> I I imagine the cranes would jump all over that. <laughs> Ryan, I want to hear yours. What what uh, what is your big uh, body or mind failing with dreams? Oh, it's it's always a body fail. I frequently cannot knock someone out of my dream. Like my punch is just wildly useless. I it, it's been so oh, bad. I want, you say in your dream, but I don't. I, I mean, is it I'm limited now, to your dream? I'm not sure. I'm now nervous to like punch someone in real life because like, oh, I've been so I've done so poorly in dreams my whole life. Uh, I want you to, ever punch to... somebody like pun- like really punch them, not like wrestling with your brother or whatever. But like, have you ever no. really punched somebody? No, because <laughs> I know I've seen how I've seen I've walked that path. Doesn't go well. <laughs> I can I can teach you I can teach you how to punch. I one time in a dream had a assault rifle. And it, was, it wasn't about killing the guy. I wanted to knock him out and I hit him with like the butt of the rifle. And even that didn't get the job done. It was really disappointing. So if I was Niles, I would be laughing about how uh, sad and obvious your dream is. You you were just dreaming about playing COD Daddies, I think. Yes. Or, that's not what it's called. <laughs> Co- Call of Duty. Yeah, but go check out our Twitch stream. Something we haven't mentioned so far. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Bradley? This this story, this concept is not going to surprise anyone, but I come in, I have dreams often where I feel like I'm falling, and next thing I know, I've fallen off my bed. It's happened to me probably four or five times in the last, like, five years. Wait, are you saying that in the dream you're falling, but you're saying when you wake up, you've fallen off your bed in real life? Is that what you're Cor- saying? Correct, yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that um, is I've absolutely had the dream where I'm falling and I sort yeah. of wake up in a motion. Like I kind of jump out of bed and it feel, it does kind of feel like I, I had fallen, but I've never <laughs> fallen out of the bed. Here's the difference. I jump up and get out of the bed when I jump. Wait, so do you fall out of bed or do you leap out of bed? I think it's a combo of both. I'm not the most agile person. so That reminds me of the time that we were in a hotel and you were dead asleep I was, we, we were in the same bed and, <laughs> and I was about to fall asleep. We'll just let the audience uh, <laughs> think about why that might be. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, it doesn't matter. The important point is you uh, out of nowhere sat up straight like the undertaker and <laughs> flung your pillow across the room. <laughs> Absolutely no idea why you did that, but it does make sense that you would also fall out of your bed. Exactly. Most terrified I've ever been. <laughs> At least well, as I was about to sleep. Anyway, was that that? What wasn't I sleeping in a bed next to yours? Yeah. Yes. Or was yeah, that, that. yeah. Okay. I don't know how I got my own bed for that, but thrilled no, about you it. did it. You were sleeping yeah, with Vitaly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Did you forget about the big Russian man? You were he. So with? we've never. I don't think we've ever mentioned Vitaly. Vitaly is a, 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 another f- friend of ours who has absolutely no interest in contributing to this podcast in any way. In so, his defense, in his defense, he's from Russia and they did not have TVs back then, so he could not watch Fraser. We've also never asked. Well, why don't we uh, switch gears and get into this ridiculous episode? Let's do it. Finally. We open with the moon over Seattle and Frasier at work. Not surprisingly, his show is unpopular, he is getting no callers, and he has to force Roz to pretend to be somebody out of a Ridley Scott movie. You missed that the letters were all gold. Okay, you, I think they've been gold every single episode. I no, don't they think that's a unique thing. No, they haven't. Watch the next one. They have not but, been gold every single but time. You know what also happened in that title card? A very relevant moment of a moon rising. Yeah. Yes, you're not wrong. You're getting killed every time. <laughs> getting except, murdered. Except last time. I thought I genuinely thought no, that, like, last time was on point. It was two times ago. I thought I thought like literally maybe there was uh, uh, something special that happened in the title sequence. Maybe once every nine episodes. Like, I thought it was super rare, and I thought that they were just random things that didn't mean anything to the episode. On both counts, I've been very, very wrong. We got a, another another thing that happens every time. Frazier being bad at his job. Like, it's exciting, as always, to see him at work. But once again, just horrible at it. Every t- Yeah, every everything we've seen. Uh, and I, like, it's a sitcom. It's him at work. Like, it's not surprising that he would be in situations where he's failing in some way for the comedy of it. But um, we've never seen him even, like, come close to being competent or capable or even present. Like, he's absent most of the time from work. <laughs> yeah. Here's the, here's the thing. As bad as he is, Roz, amazing. Amazing co-worker yes. who can just do an accent way better than me and does whatever he needs. 
I did like how her accent fell off when she got excited and figured out what her <laughs> angle would be. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it, it was another instance of Roz doing a great job working and Frasier doing horrible. Like this is, I, I think it should be the Roz show. I don't know the name of the show. I don't know. I if mean, has- is it any shocker that she gets promoted and he gets booted out of the city? No, not at all. I did feel like they should have a better plan for no calls. Obviously it's happened before. I'm guessing this isn't the second time it's ever happened. Like, there should be a better contingency. Right. Well, the other thing is, like, he says he had two straight episodes with basically zero calls, which you would expect there wouldn't be just, like, uh, nothing but calls and then all of a sudden no calls. Like, there's got to have been a tapering off period we haven't seen yet of just, like, throughout the last ten episodes, just fewer and fewer callers every episode. Yeah. I Well... Do you, do you guys think it's because he healed everyone in Seattle? I do. It's so close to the end of the series, and they have no intention of bringing him back <laughs> to his workplace for the rest of the episode. So it's possible they just wanted him to end on a high note of having cured Seattle. It's a pretty chill city. I mean, there's much worse cities you could pick if you wanted to say, like, if, if he's in, like, Chicago, obviously there's a lot of people that are just very mad all the time there. Seattle's, like, chill. Maybe he Maybe he got the job done. Well, back at the apartment. Ronnie invites Marty to her boss's mountain cabin, which she got in exchange for sex favors. Marty approves emphatically. Frazier and Niles are both so miserable in their own lives that they insert themselves into the trip. Have we found out what Ronnie does for a living? Has that been talked about at all? I don't think so. Okay, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. But yeah, I I have no idea. I assume it's canon that she just has the just shoot me job. Oh, yeah, I get it. Okay. I mean, Nina Van Horn does seem like the kind of person who would have a sac- like an alias that she would go by. <laughs> it's possible. She had some wild pants in this episode. Yeah, I, all of her outfits in this episode were pretty classic, I felt like. Classic. <laughs> right, right out of the Brad K. School of, of Outfitry. Yeah. Just please listen to my fashion podcast, Brad Does Clothes. Bradley Does Clothing. Bradley Does Clothing. No, too late. You already titled it. Um, I, I, is this the only scene we get of her though, that she is real? Cause spoiler alert for the rest of this episode, like I'm pretty sure every other scene she has, she's in a, somebody else's dream. I think she only shows up in Marty's dream. I don't even think we get her in other dreams. No, she'll show up in, in, uh, the, the, the next scene, but she'll just be, um, like going on, a, like, like she and Marty go on a walk to leave the scene. And Correct. I'm pretty sure they're only there oh. to, uh, not to jump too far ahead, but I think she's only there to basically um, uh, convince the audience that this isn't yet a dream. Like it's a, it's like a, a, a red herring. Oh, I see. All right. Well, before you blow past it, powder rumors. Drop the power room. This, was, this, unfortunately, was the first time we've had the powder room not really be a significant feature of the of the scene. Usually it's like in a very important plot. Its only purpose is to get her out of the way so she can't uh, uninvite Fraser in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to make a quick uh, old tech alert because uh, we get uh, Marty talking about VHS tapes he rented from a rental place. Yeah. Yeah. That was a tough look. That's awesome. I, th- you know, it, we still had a VCR in 2004. Oh, uh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm not even saying, like, I, I'm not saying he, it was anachronism at the time for him to be having that old tech. Like, DVDs, I think, existed, but they would have been a little bit new. But it is just oh, funny, false. like, They've been years, very like, well established. They've been very well established at that point. Yeah. Okay. 
Fair enough. I don't really remember how time works. <laughs> Can I just say, if I ever went to Fraser's house and he was out of Sherry? Sherry? What an intriguing idea. <laughs> I'd be just as upset as Fraser and Niles. Like, that's that's sad. Well, it's yeah. one of those things, like, does he not have a does he not have a system in his house? Like, if he's always got Sherry, you'd think he... You would think he'd have a bottle of sherry ready to pour into that decanter. And if he was grabbing the last bottle of sherry, certainly he would have known to put on his grocery list. Like, Oh, oh, really? See, I looked at it more as like he was just so upset and so felt like depressed about his life that he, uh, down on his luck, that he just wasn't even paying attention and he lost track of it. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. a clear sign of depression is running out of sherry. Hey, for Fraser, yes. I love that later when Niles has the same uh, lamentation that he doesn't have any sherry, he's like, I opened a bottle of wine, which I'm pretty sure sherry is a type of wine. But like if it's it like sherry is special to them. And apparently any other kind of wine doesn't even get name dropped. Just I, I opened some fucking wine because <laughs> it's not sherry. I thought he said champagne for the first time. And then the sherry was later. <laughs> You think he was upset because he didn't have any uh, sadness champagne to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, what a great way to to be depressed though. Popping bottles. Good. Yeah, we got to work on that for the end of season party. Can you set that up? I can. Yeah, that's a thing I'm capable of. Sherry. I want to. Uh, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, just have me do it because I always pull through for everything for this show. Yeah. 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 If you've, uh, by the way, if you're joining us from all that social media we've been uh, uh, blasting, uh, surprise to us because our well, social media manager has not been doing anything so far. It's great to have you here. Thank uh, you. So Sherry's a dessert wine, which is weird that they are sad when they first walk in the door that it's not available. Well, I was inspired by my my little brother who's not joining us this week because I have a bit of a, 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 a oh boy. I have a... Do, uh, do you now? <laughs> I noticed something, and it was one of those hoity-toity references, and uh, so I wanted to highlight it. He says he had his ty- uh, Tyrolean hat refeathered, and I yeah, did I not know, know what that was. I didn't know what that was either. I looked it up. It is one of those sort of goofy hats that people wear with lederhosen. Yes, it's something I have, um, and, and I wear it all the time. Let's, let's stop the podcast. What are you talking about? I need to hear everything. Don't worry, he'll he'll put it on our social media. Uh, my my Tyrodian? No, I don't have a Tyrodian hat. You think I would have a Tyrodian hat? What is the actual word? How is it? Tyronian. Tyrodian. Oh, I was doing Thai like the food. Ah, yeah, I definitely yeah. didn't spell it right in my Google search, but <laughs> Google had me covered, so it worked out. Yeah, I thought it was th- those three words. I was proud of myself for knowing what one was when he said it. You mean after you Googled it? Because you obviously didn't know what that was? No, the reason why I know what it is, I, I actually have a very quick story. It's because I went to a German beer festival and they were explaining the names of all their outfits. That's the only way I know uh, what it was. <laughs> why were they ex- Why? Why were they explaining it? I, I was at a... They were... <sighs> They were doing a beer chugging competition. In between, they would do stupid bits, and one of them was explaining what everything is called. I'm not comfortable uh, discussing you and Germans again. <laughs> Touche. I would say this isn't the the Lederhosen hat. I've Googled it. This isn't the Lederhosen hat. This is closer to like the Robin Hood hat. It is. It, yes. Yeah. Yes. It definitely looks like a Robin Hood. But it, but like if you've ever seen somebody in full Lederhosen, it is absolutely a, a Lederhosen hat. But. Yes, if you're not familiar with that, it, it, uh, a Robin Hood hat is a good approximation. Well, next time you guys go to steal from uh, the government, make sure you're wearing your Tyrolean hat. 
it took me way too long to realize uh, what that was a reference to and how it related to what's his name again? Robin Hood. Yeah. Yeah. You're caught up. Robin H double O D. All right. So Niles was having a, Niles was having a tough day. He was having an argument about which diaper pail to pick out guys. Yeah. As a parent, is that a real argument that anybody would ever have? No, incorrectly. Because I have so many diaper pail thoughts now. I didn't have them before having a baby. Mm. You will absolutely get the wrong diaper pail. Guys, DM me. Hit me up. I will give you the right advice. It's not the one that you're thinking. Or your backup. Please DM him. <laughs> I would love for Ryan to get DMs about uh, about this topic. So please DM him. I will, I'm, I'm pas- I am passionate about it. Do you even have a do you have any of a platform where they can DM yeah, you? Yeah, just Gmail us at um, reverse psych pod. <laughs> I should probably check the emails. Anyway. And you should also tell people that all the time. Also, you can hit us up on Twitter. Tweet us. I will help you out. Do we have a Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, we have a Twitter. It's reverse psych pod at tweeting or whatever. All right. Well, the other thing I, we haven't really talked about is uh, the the little snafu between uh, Niles and Frazier and the squirrel evasion. Yeah, they're basically both bad drivers is is how I took that as. Pretty much. Yeah, I think the only thing surprising is that if if this is the first time that's ever happened, I assume that these two have caused problems for each other in the past. I assume Niles is equally as bad a driver as Frazier. They, ne- they, as far as I can tell, they never like make plans to get together, but they're constantly like Niles is constantly at the coffee shop where Frazier is. He's like constantly at his house. They're constantly dropping by. Like they must cross paths out in the world a ton. Yeah. Their footprint of Seattle that they explore and spend time in is very small. <laughs> yes. They run a very similar circle around Seattle. Well, we get our first title card, my brother's Reaper. And Frazier wakes up in the cabin, but surprise dream sequence. Niles is dead. Frazier killed him. Daphne is with Frazier now, and they have had a baby that can be easily ignored. How long did it take you guys to realize this was a dream? I've seen the episode, and I I could tell that it was going to be a dream-based episode, and I don't think I realized it until they dropped that when they, they they said, I wish Niles was here or whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm not the right person to ask because I've watched this so recently. I knew. Um, but how about for you, Ryan? Well, when, when they're like, oh, I wish Niles was here. I was like, man, he didn't make it. I feel like he was that that should have been a plot point. How did he not make it to the whole cabin trip? Took till I think the like flip around of the cookie jar when I was like, oh, OK, something weird's happening. And I'll give it to you. This is a prime example that the title card really, you know, mattered. Yeah, I will say that the, they they go for different uh, kind of approaches to the dreams that we get in this episode, and for the Fraser dreams, they definitely do the red herring, pretend that it's not a dream thing, and then suddenly, it, like it starts off very very normal, and then gets a little like not even that crazy, but a little bit crazy. Yeah, well, yeah, because both of them, both of them, like uh, the, the next dream where he's no one's calling at work. It's like, yeah, that's exactly what would happen to Fraser at work. It's classic Frazier. He steals his brother. He kills his brother, steals his ex-wife, throws a baby to the ground. That's everything we know from Frazier so far. Nothing. And I mean, nothing in this series has been more on character than Frazier throwing a child away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I just think that him and Daphne would be such a terrible couple. It'd be so boring. They wouldn't be boring. They would just be a nightmare. Uh, something else that I think was in this scene, um, the, the there is a mention 
of a clown. So I think Frasier mentions a clown. I was like, okay, this episode mentions a clown. The next next episode after this has Nanny G, who's a kind of a clown. And then we get the Boo episode where Frasier's a clown. Like, this is the clown trilogy, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, they've gone clown heavy for sure. I mean, some of that, I guess, maybe comes with a baby showing up soon, but still, it's... They're hitting us over the head with clowns. I, at this you point, have to explain I that of, part. What, what, why does an impending baby mean clown? Yeah, it's just, clowns are one of those things that show up in children's toys and books and stuff. So well, that's well to, and good, but it's not as if the, the clowns that are showing up are related to the baby in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, that was a little bit of a stretch. I don't know. Well, either way, at this point, I just kind of assume that uh, this is mostly a clown show. It's definitely a clown show. Well, an awake Fraser confesses his dream to Niles, who laughs at how pedestrian and obvious the meaning is. Fraser is jealous of Niles. Yeah, I mean, it's very clear that Niles is the superior um, psychiatrist, and he can figure <laughs> out the dream so easily and quickly. I loved this scene for Niles. I, th- I think this yeah. was my, my favorite showing of him so far. It, it made him look like a badass. It really did. That is the weirdest interpretation of badass, but it's, <laughs> it's definitely the first time he like clearly got one over on Frazier. Yeah, that's true. We've had a lot of the kind of uh, brotherly snipping at each other, but this is the first one that uh, I think Niles definitively wins. Oh, very definitively. Yeah, so much that Brad called him a badass. He's a badass. <laughs> badass Niles. He's, he's a badass of the, the mind. The badass psychiatrist. Niles Crane. I've got some adjectives uh, later in this episode for Niles that uh, I'm going to enjoy contrasting with badass. <laughs> Can't wait. The only other uh, point of interest, Niles clearly referring to some dream he had about his mom giving him a physical. That's a, that's a tough dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, don't care, I don't care who you are or what age you are. That's a, that's a tough one to have. <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah, they are some fucked up guys. Yeah. Well, we cut back to Fraser arriving late to work. It turns out that he is incompetent, even in his dreams, because once again, it's a nightmare. Despite getting a caller, he struggles to answer the phone. Loved all the cobwebs. Loved all I didn't the know what was happening. I was like, holy hell, we're going to work twice in one episode. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. They haven't lost their minds. They know what show they're doing. Yeah, they, it did. Once the cobwebs show up, then I was like, oh, "Okay, we're we're doing multiple dreams. Great." And I did like that. This one was a little bit more surreal, a little bit more dreamlike. In the you know, and I feel like that's a classic dream I've had in the past, which is like trying to accomplish a simple task and being incapable of of getting where I'm trying to go. So uh, I like the 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 thing of Fraser trying to answer the phone, and there's just too many phones, and he cannot answer the one that's ringing. I mean, let's be real. If this was, if he had one phone and this was real life, I don't think he could answer the phone. I think he would refuse to. He'd be like, Roz, get it. Uh, I was really hoping he was going to pick it up and it was going to be like a clown laughing or something or something like that. Yeah, that'd be horrifying. Yeah, well, it's a dream. It's a nightmare, I guess. <laughs> what you You're a nightmare. I think well, I called thank it you. right. Thank you. Thank you. I called it right. What do you mean you guessed? <laughs> If you pick up if you pick up a phone in a dream and a clown laughs on the other end and that's it, if that is obviously a nightmare. I mean, I don't know. I'd start laughing too. I'd be like, <laughs> "What was the joke?" Yeah. yeah, you'd be into it. Oh no, I'm not going to get to sleep tonight because now I'm just picturing Tim Curry as it as the clown that's laughing. <laughs> Very scary. Well, next up we get another title card: Sweeney Tot. 
And the next dream isn't even pretending to be real life. It's Niles, in a cartoon world, worried about caring for his newborn and baking it into a pie, then finally shattering it like a vase on the floor. Uh, loved just being able to hear Daphne's voice and that actually yeah. seeing her. That that's, awesome. that's how we like her. We like, we like that voice. You don't have to see that woman. Get her out of frame. <laughs> Lord knows she's gotten too much screen time as it is. <laughs> yeah. It, I did think she was going to show up at the end of it, and she just never does. Which I don't, I don't have dreams like that, but the rest of it felt relatable. Where it's just like, oh, none of my limbs are working like I expect them to. Yeah, but you've never had a, I hope you've never had a dream where you bake your daughter. No, baking a baby is intense. That was like, I'd like, I guess the, the bad part of the dream is supposed to be the baby shattering, but I really, I really like had a stomach churn for the baby baking. Well, especially because it wasn't, it wasn't like, we didn't see him like bake the baby. We saw him realize that he had already baked the baby. Like, that was a little bit freaky. That was tough. Again, this show sometimes puts in some really hardcore level, like, inappropriate jokes uh, that they somehow get away with. Oh, relax. It was not that crazy. I feel like today, if they had a scene like that, that people would be, like, outraged in today's world. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Really? It's obviously a dream sequence. Yes. Yeah, baking a baby. Yes, if I, it yeah. was not, if it was done more, like if it wasn't done so, like even the set is like a literal cartoon, like it's so know. cartoony. I don't know that that I don't know. is all in, that exciting. In today's if world, that, would, if they did that in Bugs Bunny, like you'd be like, oh, that's a it, lot. It would not at all surprise me. It really wouldn't. I hate to say it. I didn't think it would be in the wrong. Don't bake babies. Thank <laughs> you. Even for a joke. I'm nervous with what I'm about to say based on your reaction to to uh, this dream sequence about something. Uh, but before we knew there was a baby in there, uh, when I saw that giant cartoon oversized pie, I mean, I wanted to eat that thing. Oh, Jesus. That's a baby. <laughs> that's a baby pie. What's wrong with you? I did not know. <laughs> I'm not saying I wouldn't want to eat it if I had. Known. I'm just saying we'll never know because. No, I do think that they, they had to really cartoon up that scene to make it because otherwise there there is just crazy shit happening. So I, I think they did that smart in that sense. But man, this was a weird one. <laughs> totally. Brad, how about you? Did you want to eat the pie? No. The whole time I was watching the scene, I was like, is it over? Is it over? Is it over? <laughs> I was not a fan. Wait, wait. Were you reacting that way uh, because you found it so risque? Or did you have some other reason you really didn't like the scene? It just was It was too freaky for me. I don't know. I would just... It freaked me out. Not not a fan of the seed. So you so that's interesting because I I I kind of thought it was a lame scene. I didn't think it was that what? good of a scene, I, but I didn't think it was like that. Like whoa! How many ways do you want to see a baby die before you're like this wasn't a lame scene? <laughs> I don't want to see a baby die. I'm just saying like the 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 metaphor. Like it's it's kind of like what Niles was uh, complaining at Fraser. Like it's just such an obvious dream. Like the. There, there was no real baby. I did not at any point have any worry about a real life baby. Even in the, even in the thing, they never have anything but like a really doll like fake baby. They don't never get like a real child actor to play the baby. Like it was very fake. So I, it was not scary to me at all. Oh, that's because that's because you have no imagination and put all of your dreams into your parents' house. That's true. I was confused by that. That none of the none of the dream settings looked like my parents' house. That was really jarring for me. Yeah, you sociopath. <laughs> well, Daphne gets a turn, and because she is a woman and an expecting mother, the only thing she has to worry about is getting fat and losing her foppish dandy of a man to supermodel tradeswomen. Yeah, continuing with my earlier comment, could never do that scene today. There would be so much outrage. 
See, that scene to me was way worse than the baby scene. Um, I don't know. For the reasons you're saying. I think, yeah, I think it was fine. <laughs> the, first off, there, there was a lot of creepy uh, creepy moments. Like when he calls one of the, I'll call them strippers, because I love strippers. When he calls okay, one, we don't need that on this family-friendly podcast. <laughs> well, that's, your job to, that's your job to edit it. Um, uh, when he... <laughs> When he calls, when he calls one of the shippers dead, that was that was a little much. Yeah, there was there was hot. Yeah, that was that was confusing. That yeah. was that was very very creepy, but also unnecessary to the scene in every way. I I think it was to land a joke. I thought that was actually a pretty good joke. Uh, of course, you did. that was a good joke. Yes, yeah, the one where no babies died. Yes, I thought that was a good joke. <laughs> I I think it's interesting that when you compare this husband and wife, uh, the husband dreams of his nag of a wife. And his own failings as a, a potential father, and the wife dreams of her husband like banging other chicks. Like it's just such a weird dichotomy that like both kind both dreams kind of I feel like I don't know the, the way they treat the man's dream and the woman dream just seems very uh, slanted to me. Yeah, I yeah I guess so. I was exhausted by the, this point. I was like another dream. Jesus Christ, what are we? One would have been fine. We're now on dream four. This is horrible. To that point, I feel like the the dreams, if they were more surreal or more like interesting or funny, I might be more about it. Or if they had something more meaningful to say about these characters and their subconscious. But like even Niall's comments about how obvious and like not that interesting the dreams are. Like it's the classic problem of the dreams. Dreams aren't that interesting when you aren't in them. Yeah, I just love I love that Frazier's just sitting there uh, playing chess against himself, probably losing, and um, all, all this weird stuff is happening around him. That was weird. But then I think he wakes. they wake up and he is playing chess by himself. Whoa, right? spoiler alert. We haven't got to that scene yet. But yes, you're right. <laughs> I don't think people are alive watching the episode while listening. I think it's okay. Let's Fair go enough. to that scene now. <laughs> Thank you. We get, I think, our first ever third in an episode title card. Well, there's 48 um, scenes in this one episode, so it makes sense. Yes. It says, it is enough to wake the dad. Back in the waking world, Daphne, Niles, and Frazier argue over who has it worse. Marty comes out to calm their nerves by assuring them that their fears are real and going to come to fruition. Yeah, so Frazier's still playing chess in the real scene. Yeah, <laughs> that is fun. But doesn't have the cool spinny board from the dream. <laughs> That's because he's not playing against himself. Uh, we get another. We get another classic Frasier where he's laughing at the fact that he shattered a baby, or that Niall shattered a baby. Yes. Well, yeah, Frasier kind of gets his comeuppance from the the previous scene where Niles was laughing at how obvious his dream was because because this time Niles has the really obvious, uh, uninteresting dream. As exhausting as this episode was, I did think this scene was pretty fun. Like, it was a fun way for to have a psychiatrist fight. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and it's interesting, too. Like, the I like the Marty part of it. Because the first, like, when I first heard his little speech, it was like, oh, this is him being kind of a good dad. And, like, to, like he says to Frazier, like, maybe you won't find, you know, a woman, but your your family's here. Like, he, he was, I do think he was generally, like, telling them, like, they're overblowing their worries. They should calm down. But the more I thought about it and how I would like write my little intro to the scene, I was like, oh, right. He's not telling them not to fear their fears. He's telling them, like, your fears are real. Like, the, everything you're afraid of is, is real. Like, you're probably going to be a fucked up father. And uh, you're probably going to be alone. <laughs> and got, honestly, probably going to get fat. But you know what? It's fine. Just relax. Those things are going to happen and you'll be okay. 
Well, he said, you're definitely going to lose your looks. We all do, which is true. Yes. I thought that was, this is my favorite Marty line so far in the whole series. It was a good line. It really was. It was. I also like uh, Niall's reaction where he says he regrets inviting him on the trip. Yeah. That was funny. funny. Yeah. I think this, this scene makes this episode probably worth it. Yeah. Maybe. Yes. We'll find out at the end. Well, we get the most fantastical dream yet when Marty's children come and apologize to him for their dreadful behavior. Oh, and he does a dance number for some reason. I got an interesting note from the Upside Down. Obviously, it's a dream, so we don't know if we can trust it. But uh, I guess we found out that Marty's got a bullet to the hip. Mm. Yeah, that is the first. I, I, I mean, I guess technically that was said in a dream. But I, I think it's safe to say that is, it would certainly explain the cane, wouldn't it? it would, yeah, yeah, it would explain some things. Yeah, I, I'm glad you picked up on that. Totally. Thank you. The rest of the scene was stupid as fuck. Well, the rest of the scene was stupid, but I'll take Nina Van Horn singing any day of the week. So she she made it she made it better. It was nice to see her re-enter the scene, I guess. But. Yes, I will give them credit in that the dance, like they they, the, I know that the production schedule of a TV show like this, when they're doing so many episodes a season, like they could not have had a lot of time to like record a song and uh, choreograph a dance number and. And do all of that. Like, I'm sure that was rushed in like one week's time. But having said that, the final result, really boring dance number, really boring song. <laughs> it was so boring. It was a, such a waste it, of time. It was. I know they were doing a Fred Astaire thing, but it, it was stupid. If they were like, oh my gosh, John Mahoney is a world-class dancer and singer. We have to showcase those talents before the show ends. Great. Happy you found a re- an excuse to get him to dance and sing. And I don't think he is a bad dancer or singer, but he was nothing like worth showcasing. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> I absolutely hated the entirety of that scene. Yeah. And honestly, there's just nothing left to say. Like it was what it was. And then it was over. Yeah. It was like, Oh, thankfully this ended. We could have maybe snuck in a joke. I guess not. I guess we're just doing a dance number whatever and i i was actually i was going to give it some credit in that it was like like all the all you know fraser's dream and and daphne's like all the dreams had like different styles to them but then i was like not really like fraser's and daphne's and marty's were all in the cabin and all of them pretty much started out assuming it was real life and then revealed it was a dream only niles gets a true complete zany uh, stranger dream and that was apparently just because uh, a bunch of weirdos like you are afraid of uh, one little baby in a pie gag no you're the you're the weirdo <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right to us you know what hit us up brad what's our social medias hit us up on one of those at at uh what's it reverse psych pod <laughs> um <laughs> your inability to be a social media manager is astounding at, well i don't know the name of anything i barely know my name um, at can confirm. I can tell, I can say it, any any social media we have, I it's going to be reverse psych pod at whatever platform. But like you could at least tell us what platforms we're on. <laughs> uh, Facebook, uh, um, what's it called? Twi- Twitter. I was called Twitch, and um, Truth Media and Truth Social. Oh boy, oh, Jesus. Uh, anyway, yeah. Let us know in the. Uh, Tweet us or whatever. Let us know who's the, who's in the right. Who's the crazy person for the baby jokes? Honestly, I genuinely think the best place to post is go on uh, the Fraser uh, subreddit 
and post about our show there because that's the only place that's going to have people that will want to watch the show and uh, discuss it. Uh, tell us if we're cre- if, Tell us if I'm a creep. Spoiler alert: He's a creep. Well, Fraser plays this out with Eddie's dream. Everyone feeds him treats, including a giant turkey. I hate how much I can see the dog now. I just I see him everywhere. He was in two parts of this episode. I saw him both times. Well, this was an Eddie-centric episode in many ways. So <laughs> There's no way he's dreaming about a full turkey, right? A dog's dreaming about bacon. I don't know. I, I've never been a dog, so I'm not sure. You're a dog now. I am certain. I am certain Marty is the kind of uh, dog dad that, like, when it's Thanksgiving time, that dog is getting a lot of turkey. A lot of turkey. Yeah, but bacon's a superior meat. That's why they put bacon in, like, kibble and bits and stuff. They don't put chunks of turkey in it. Is bacon or turkey better? You decide. On the Reddit Fraser subreddit. Pretty sure they'll be on the bacon subreddit. Oh, yeah, that'd be, that's a great idea. Go to the go to r slash bacon and r slash turkey and uh, bring up our show there, too. Why not? There's no r slash turkey. I really hope there is no. <laughs> well, Brad, was this a good episode? Eh. I would not say it was a good episode. I would say there were some funny lines, but I, I would not say it was good. I'm going to give it a C plus. Curtis, what do you think? I really very much agree. Um, we get, um, you know, a few laughs, um, but it's mostly just uninspired. Definitely on the lower end of the pack. Originally, I, I actually ranked it last, but on the rewatch, um, I don't think it was quite that bad. I would say out of the 11 we've watched so far, this is number nine. It's uh, not as good as Crocktails, but a little bit better than Goodnight Seattle Part 1. Okay, that's fair. And Ryan, uh, Upside Downer, uh, what uh, what are you thinking? This is this was another episode that felt virtually useless to the Upside Down. We probably got the bullet bit, so that was exciting. Um, I loved that scene where Frazier and Niles are going back and forth. And I think this was probably Marty's strongest episode, despite limited lines and this really stupid dance number. Uh, it was definitely a bottom tier episode. I think I I'm surprised you have anything ahead of it. I give it a 4.3. Wow. That is not a good score. Honestly, I think that might be generous too. We'll probably be bumping it down after watching future episodes. That's fair. I'm glad that it wasn't, later in the season though like i'm glad we've gotten a couple under the under our belt because if this was like ep3 after watching like the finale that would have been tough this would have been a tough one to deal with yeah this is a classic and like mid-season low that you know just kind of filler up yeah definitely mailed it in now we're going to do a new segment Brad? Yeah, even even though there was not any guest star episode, there's been a lot of guest stars already, you know, from uh, Laurie Metcalf to Aaron Eckhart to uh, Jason Biggs. So Jennifer um, Tilly. Jennifer Tilly, yeah. So to everyone uh, on this show, which is just the three of us, um, if you could have one guest star to be on any episode of Frasier, who would you have? Uh, but let's start with Curtis. Now, wait, before you answer, Curtis, this is the 2004 version of that celebrity or like them now? Who who am I dealing with? Um, Let's go. Yeah, we could do the 2004 version. My answer doesn't change. Let's go with the 2004 answer. Great. Curtis? 
You know, my answer doesn't really change either, although I think it would be a very different guest starring role, depending on whether it was modern day this person or 2004 this person. But I'm going to say Helena Bonham Carter. Okay. How does it change? She's the like, she's been the most consistent person through all of Hollywood. Just a crazy person that looks, I would not want to run into in an alleyway. I think she would have a similar energy then and now. But I think in 2004, she would be sort of the hot bombshell that Frazier's trying to get with. And I think that if it was uh, her uh, today, she would be like sort of uh, a rival of his, like somebody who is really tough as balls and uh, fucks with him. Okay. Um, Ryan, who did you go with? Sorry, I couldn't hear you ask that question. Can you say it again? Ryan, who would you uh, go with for your pick? It's tough. You know, 2004, I feel like we were having a lot of, like, really dumb comedies that wouldn't slide in really nicely with Frasier. Like, I, I'm just pulling from everything I can think of. Basically, none of it really fits. So I'm just going to go with someone who always brings great energy. I want to see how Frasier interacts with Jack Black. Okay. That's a great pick. Jack Black, yeah. It is great, but, it, like, 2004 Jack Black, very different than now. So he doesn't he doesn't have any of his, like, serious work under his belt. But I'm still... He does great with everything he does. So He would very much be like the guy Marty befriends and annoys Frazier. No question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All the, him and Niles would be fun as well. I feel like, I like Frazier would barely be able to hold his contempt for, for Jack Black. And I think that Niles um, would uh, just be very sarcastic about him and like, but kind of secretly think he's kind of fun. No, for, Niles would suffer in silence around him and then just go off whenever he leaves the room, I think. Because he's a coward and not a badass. <laughs> I, for, I forgot. I forgot which Niles we're dealing with. All right, Brad. Brad, Brad yeah. Okay. Let's, let's hear yours. Thank you. I was worried no one was going to ask me, and instead both of you asked me. I appreciate it. I don't it. think you, um, I'm pretty confident you don't have an answer. No. Oh, my God. You're going to be so wrong, and you know I had an answer the second I thought of this. So my person is somebody that could literally play any role. He could be a mobster. He could be your best friend. He could be the love interest. He is funnier than Jack Black, better looking than Helen Bonham Carter. He is a former Golden Globe nominee. Are yes, you his I'm, agent? Yes, I'm talking about Eric Roberts. Whoa, 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 oh whoa, whoa, whoa. God. Oh, my God. You, you, you said former Golden Globe nominee. I don't think you can be a former Golden Globe. I think you're just a Golden Globe nominee. Well, that nomination might have been taken away, but we'll talk about that in another episode. Um, what? <laughs> no, no, you're going to this episode. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. He, it really wasn't. I just, he's still, you're right. He's a Golden Globe nominee. But that's Is the he? point. For yes. what? For King of Gypsies. What? That doesn't even sound like a thing you could make today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just it's it, that what matters is you got first off Ryan. i'm so disappointed that you didn't realize that was going to be my answer like, i knew it was going to be your answer but do you not know me is and, that the reason you wanted to do this segment so that you could absolutely, bring him up absolutely absolutely <laughs> do you want to explain to our audience who the fuck you're talking about i don't need to explain I can do that. He, he was the like bottom tier bad guy in dark knight He's been no, in- no, 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 no. That's not even a good. That's not a good thing because nobody is going to remember him. Because if you are huh. thinking of the bottom tier bad guy in the Dark Knight, you are still thinking of somebody cooler than the actual guy we're talking about. You will have forgotten him for sure from that movie. Yeah. the 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 <laughs> best way I think to to alert people to who we're talking about, he was the uh, bad guy 
in the music video for uh, Mr. Brightside by The Killers. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's been in like over a hundred things. He's an incredible he has a, actor. He has a he has a daughter. He does have a daughter that I once was going to marry, just so I can get close to him. Jesus. By the way, when over half of his credits are cameos and music videos, I don't think you can just throw out the number 100 like it's impressive. That's not even true. He's been in so much stuff. Uh, join me on my Eric Roberts podcast. It's called E-Rob with B-Rad. With B All right. Well, we, we are not allowed to uh, – I think we should, we should settle this. We, we have to pick who as a group we would, we would nominate to, to send to the Fraser Show. So I, I think uh, without voting for your own person, I think we should go around and each say who – uh, we would we would send. I will start since I started before. I will I will vote uh, obviously Jack Black. He is clearly the better option. Ryan, who would you send? He's gonna vote uh, for me. He's gonna vote the, for me. The uh, imaginary girl from Fight Club. Wait, was she imaginary? I don't think she was the imaginary part of Fight Club. Was she? I got I got bad news. There's a lot of theories. People think oh. everyone was imaginary. Oh boy. Yeah. And and anyway. be be red. So I can't pick myself. You are not allowed to pick. Well, actually, I will. I will. I will allow you to pick yourself, just not Eric Roberts. Uh, fine. My answer is Jack Black. Woo-hoo. Well, uh, let's get this audience that we've clearly amassed to weigh in. Uh, you can go to r slash Turkey on Reddit, and you can go there, and you can uh, discuss uh, which which of these three uh, luminaries you would send to an episode of Frasier. And I did look it up, and it is a real place. Uh, it is, however, about the country turkey, so it might be a little bit of confusion on our little topics we're sending over there, but I think all of the discussion around reverse psychology, the podcast, should be really happening in our slash turkey. forgot that was a country. That makes sense. Uh, Jack Black, reach, reach out. If you want to, we can like type something up, maybe make a fake Frasier episode for you. You can run through the lines with me or something. I don't know. Oh my gosh, we can absolutely have ChatGPT come up with some lines. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ping me. Brad, you, you really do have to tag those three people in uh, your tweet about this show now. Um, okay. This episode when it comes out, I mean. Uh, all right. Well, uh, real, quick, real quick, Ryan, uh, one more thing I wanted to do. Uh, we're going to have one I more. I saw the dog. I saw him. Yeah, that I was know. A dog. I know you know what I'm, what I'm going to ask. This is Daddy Do or Daddy Don't. So once again, it's a very simple game. Did you see him? I know you've already answered, but think about this. It's an episode about dreams. Oh, and no. we, yes, we've discussed the dog in this podcast. We've talked about it and mentioned his presence already. But can you be sure that you didn't dream all that? Maybe you're asleep right now. You don't know. So what is it? Was this dog in this episode? Or well, it's not? a good question. I'm going to answer this. Uh, I don't know if he was in the non-dream sequences or not. Uh, I'm going to well, don't. Are you playing the game? Are you entering? No, I, I answer anything. Are you no. also dog blind? I think that's a great way to. That's a great twist on this game, which I wish I had thought of. Yeah. So you're going to tell me if he appeared in the episode as himself or only as a dream. I think he appeared as himself to denote the dream. Other than that, I think it was all dreams. What do you mean to denote the dream? What is what is that? So mean? like they. At the end, I think it's right after we see him with the the plate of turkey. They go back to reality, quote unquote, and he's laying on top of Marty. And that's the only scene where he is in the real world. I believe so, buddy. He is. Uh, I, I'm so glad that you event. I, I was able to trick you into getting this wrong. So <laughs> he 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 is the entire instigating moment of this episode. 
Marty is talking um, to Eddie saying, of course, we're not going to leave you here. And then Frazier thinks he's talking about him. Yeah, you're right. Sons of guns. Well, uh, why don't you tell us what we can expect next time um, on the previous episode? It's season 11, episode 13, The Anne Who Came to Dinner. It's Cindy Lopper. That's the Anne that comes to dinner. Cynthia Ann Lopper gets invited to a dinner at the Cranes with Roz brings her to, and brings her to the coffee shop for no reason. Uh, Daphne is a huge Lopper bopper and is panicked as soon as she finds out. Marty tries to calm her down because he's too old to be excited. Ronnie reminds everyone that girls just want to have fun. No major revelations will come from this episode. Well, that will do it for us, and uh, we'll discuss it with you next time, uh, probably on our slash turkey. Uh, thanks to Kevin McLeod for our theme music. And as for all of you listening, I don't want you to engage with us. I don't want your thoughts or questions at reversepsychpod at gmail.com. Certainly don't go on uh, apparently Twitter and Facebook and uh, nowhere else at reversepsychpod <laughs> is our handle. And uh, engage with us on social media. Do go to the Reddit, though. That'll be fun. Whatever you do, don't rate, don't subscribe, don't review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're getting the show. And uh, as for myself, Brian and Brad, uh, I have inserted myself into the situation. We won't see you in Turkey. Brad, get ready. Because we had a powder room alert. Woo! Sorry, I don't have a voice anymore. Excuse me, sir. That is that is not the drop. <laughs> Did you just howl at the moon? I, I I was trying to I was trying to you know switch it up, do something a little more fun tonight. Surprise! You're supposed you guys. to you're supposed to yell power room alert. <laughs> power room alert. <laughs> Ryan, what are your thoughts on this episode? I go last, you dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I I oh no I introduced Curtis. Uh, 